Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Don't pick it up. Let it ring. This call brings a message of death to the one who must answer it. A call that will plunge you into one of the most startling stories ever told. You asked it around, you the question right out of my face. It's gone. What are you doing? What are you doing? That is not paid for by them. That is paid for by the people of Detroit. You are qualified in them. I'm not qualified for this job. Let me tell you something. You want to go right now? Okay? You want to go right now? Hey kids, it's your old pal ML Elric, and yes, we have to talk about this. This is a difficult topic, it's especially hard for Spartans, but one of the highest profile public employees in the state of Michigan, one of the highest paid employees in the state of Michigan, is on week three of his suspension. Of course, I'm referring to Jim Harbaugh, the head coach of the Michigan Wolverines, still under suspension. I knew that joke was coming. I, I don't know. I, I was telegraphed miles away. And I guess Mel Tucker's in trouble, too. But he is, I believe, the highest paid employee in the state of Michigan, yeah. except today, because he is suspended without pay. And those of us who were at the game on Saturday and heard that Mel said we're waiving the 24-hour rule, which meant don't relax, don't celebrate, get ready for Washington, where immediately Washington is on the clock, we're stunned to start getting texts around midnight, around 1 a.m. That, saying that, 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 that. That's what I was, that's what I'm fascinated to know is how you found out and when you found out. I, you're a high-profile Spartan. So, well, I don't know about that, but I'm tall. High-profile Spartan. But, let, let, let me tell you what happened to me Saturday before the game. I got stung by about nine yellow jackets because I uncovered a hive while I was doing some work. So we went to the game. What kind of work? Uh, clearing some brush. Slumlord. There's brush. Sort of like at your ranch there. I was trying to, you know, I was trying to get some. Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> what? I was trying to get some space there for the uh, for the Percherons to roam about in the back forty, but I was feeling a little a little out of it, so I went to bed kind of early after the game, and I start getting pinged at like one two. Last time I got pinged by texts in the proximity of the Washington game, I look like an idiot on TV. <laughs> so there's that. something about texts and the uh, wow. Washington Huskies. God, if you think about that. Interrupt that. my piece. Oh, wow. I, it I just, believe that's a year ago. I was, it just hit me what a difference a year would make because before that game, 
on top of what were they ranked ninth, ninth. in the nation yep. on top of the world uh we were rising i mean this was a team that had just won the peach bowl kind Ugh. of th- th- those that 11 and 2 year was kind of a, a chimera but chimera whatever because they got every break they could this to get to, to that say mirage uh no i don't think it was a mirage it was real it happened yeah. it was real but there was some there was some uh it wasn't everything it appeared to be but yeah the spartans were riding high this was a program like that was just storming and and it looked great, and then it kind of fell apart in Washington, and there hasn't been much good news since then. But yeah, very upsetting for those of us who have defended Mel Tucker. I've said many times on this show and at, at many bars, you can't spell Mel without ML. Now I'm not sure I really like that association being quite so strong because Mel Tucker is in trouble. The you think university, a lot of people thought that, Mike? Pardon me? You think a lot of people thought Mel Tucker, oh, I wonder how Mike Elric's doing. Um, I think important people felt that way. Yeah, I, I did. Smart people did. People who cared. Mark, Mark brought it up. You so took I exception guess to something I texted to you too. Um, what was that? Oh, I think I said, "Oh, this is perfect for Michigan State. They can get out of that contract." And you took exception to the word "perfect," and I said I was being facetious. Oh, I, I, I knew you were, oh, but, okay. I, I, but I was sort of like, <laughs> I was like, I don't see anything perfect oh, about this. Man. And and I think you know, of course, immediately people are like. Uh, Tuck come in the woodshed. The mm. jokes start right away, but sure. th- there really is nothing funny about this. We are we are potentially looking at someone who acted incredibly inappropriate and re-traumatized someone who went through just an absolutely horrible experience. So that's that's way out of bounds. And we're also talking about someone who who betrayed the trust of at least 110 young men and their families who are counting on him to set an example to to follow the path that he set. I mean, these guys These guys were told you have to have consent. They were told you need to treat women appropriately. They were told you need to tell the truth. And this much we, I believe we know, is that Mel Tucker, regardless of whether this was consensual or not, told some lies in his uh, interview with investigators on this. Some of them as simple as, where were you at the time this happened? Mm-hmm. And others that are more serious in terms of, well, a reporter's working on something, and it turns out that reporter is not working on something. Now, maybe he was just using some hearsay or he was misinformed. But the statement that Mel Tucker came out with yesterday, I know a lot of people now are saying, ooh, well, maybe. And and I, my, my response to all that is, first of all, we don't, have to, we don't have to sit in judgment because that's not our job. Second of all, we don't have all the facts. We have one side saying something, the other side saying something. So to try and make a conclusive decision just based on pieces is always a mistake. But the other thing is, this is not a criminal matter. We do not have to determine beyond a reasonable doubt who's right and who's wrong. We can use the preponderance of evidence standard, which basically means you 51% look like an asshole, so you're an asshole. And I think it's pretty safe to say right now, regardless of what happened, that Mel Tucker looks like an asshole and has really hurt the university that made him very wealthy and gave him an opportunity to become the next great coach in college football. He really looks football. like a narcissistic idiot. I think anybody who reaches that level does a have a certain... A bit of narcissism? Yeah, sure. and, and you have to have that self-confidence. You have yeah. to believe to in yourself. Uh-huh. Especially all the people coming after him. I mean, oh, look at the Pitbulls, look at the Bentleys, look at the gold. Look, at, I mean, this guy has been the biggest target in the state of Michigan almost from the minute he got here. And that contract... Well, it did his his bank some favors. It didn't do him any favors. But uh, but when they're coming for you, 
don't offer yourself up. When you know you got a bullseye on you, don't take a big red marker and say, if you didn't see the bullseye on me, here it is. Don't stand in front of a neon sign and say, if you can't see me to take a shot at me, let me try and get some better light. Just the judgment displayed is is horrible and and I just um you know and and and, and we'll get into this in uh, I'm sure throughout the show we can also talk about my my column about the illiches and the delays in district Detroit which I think had a chance to be well read until this happened but um but the university once again has not shrouded itself in glory and if you want to set the Mel Tucker uh debacle aside I will just tell you as someone who's written this and wrote it with a heavy heart that the green wall has got to come down. The president's comments that this is not the old MSU, I will tell you from where I'm sitting, and I've had a front row seat at Michigan State for over 30 years, it looks a lot like the old MSU, and, and I'll tell you why as we get into it. But, uh, but first, I need to thank Mark Fellhauer for being here and Sean Windsor. Hi. And Luke Nowacki and Pinnacle Wealth Strategies for sponsoring the show. We're going to tell you how Luke can help you invest. Maybe the $80 million you were counting on isn't going to be there after all. Maybe it's going to be significantly less, somewhere between zero and maybe a dollar. If you spend your money carefully, if you invest it wisely, you will be okay. And Luke will help you make sure you're making those right decisions. So we're going to tell you how you can get involved with Luke Soon in this show, and particularly all of our music features, are brought to you by the Cadu Cafe, the pride of the East Side. The kitchen's later than open later than almost any place on the East Side. There's music almost every single night. There's great recreation. If you like feather bowling, it's the only place you can go, and it's a great place to go for music, for food, and fun. And we'll be telling you how to take advantage of all those things very soon. And all of our sponsors. We're down to two, which is kind of depressing. You can find out about them at our website, which is mlsoulofdetroit.com. This also means that your support of this show is more important than ever. So if you'd like to donate to the show, I would wait to tell you that, but we can't tell you often enough that you can help us with the show. You can just go to mlsoulofdetroit.com. And there's a couple buttons. One says Venmo, one says PayPal. You click on those, and all of a sudden, you're still a sponsor. So far, Clemmy's offering us lunch in Windsor. Which uh, I think um, I think we'll take advantage of at some point, but uh, but in the meantime, you know, if you can help us out, we sure appreciate that. So that's a that's a hell of a big preamble from me, boys. I know we were talking about this before the show. What have you been going through since this broke, Sean? I'm I'm imagining whatever time you thought you had off, you don't have off anymore. Yeah, I saw Sean's uh, head at the press conference when we were waiting for it to start. Really? Did you know that? Yeah, you're sitting right by the door because we were watching a door for. What seemed like forever. And I'm like, there's Sean, there's Sean, I know him. How was the mood at the presser? You know, way, to take, the, way to take the ball and go. Yeah, yeah, appropriately a somber. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, Sean is uh, uncharacteristically somber today, obviously in the wake of a terrible incident, but... Um well, you had more energy before I got here. Could you just try that donut? That chocolate's got some caffeine in it. <laughs> no, I appreciate that donut from Tim Hortons, by the way. I know they don't sponsor us, but... Uh... Yeah, that kind of hit the spot. I haven't had a Tim Hortons in decades. Look, I was okay. Here's here's how it went down for me, and uh, and this is going to sound maybe a little bit selfish, um, but it's just you know it's how it's how we all look at things, right? From our own set of eyes. I had been in Lincoln, Nebraska, working on a um, working on a, a project about the Big Ten, 
And with a little diversion to Kansas City, there was a football game there last oh, yeah, Thursday, yeah, yeah. Thursday night. Um, I don't know if you all heard or God, that was watched. Or Even like I that. saw some of it. Did you? Okay. No, you're not allowed to watch. Okay. Damn, it's kind of tough. Oh, you, all you've done is rag on the lines. You're not allowed to watch. So uh, so Saturday, I Can get I a... hate watch? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Saturday afternoon, Saturday late morning, excuse me, I get a call that this is coming from USA Today. On... Saturday afternoon? So you had a heads up? Yeah. On... So for people who don't know, USA Today is owned by Gannett. It's kind of the flagship of the chain of newspapers that owns the free press. So, so Sean... Sean got the the advance notice. Very yeah, nice. I wasn't the only one, but um, and they they had had questions with people at the free press, so there'd been there'd been a little bit of contact, right? So um, anyway, yeah, I get a call Saturday saying, "Hey, this is uh, likely coming Monday," hmm. and at the in the meantime, I was in Lincoln working on this project, but I had a column to write for the free press, and that column was about uh, a Detroit news reporter whose name is Matt Charbonneau who covered Michigan State for 14 years. And he and I became really good buds on the road and friends outside of work and that sort of thing. And so I wrote this column about Matt's professionalism and grinding for 14 years and our friendship and just the idea of making friends at work and how they can change work and all this. So just a you know nice little column. And we thought we had a runway on Sunday mm. for that. And we knew that that was the day, right, before any of this, any of this broke. Well... You know, by so mid- you were writing about hand jobs, anyways. Uh, I guess I guess that's one way. I guess that's one way. That, you <laughs> know, I don't like a, I, you know, I don't like a lot of stuff I write, but but I was I felt decent about this column. But this is just how it goes. This timing of journalism. Okay, can I get? Can I guess? It got uh, booted up because ESPN found out it was coming. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. So ESPN finds out. I mean, ESPN does it. USA Today finds out, so we had to move it up. That's just how. That's how. I'm just giving you a little backstage. That's how journalism works. In the meantime, when we found that out, the column I'd written, which had nothing to do with what was going on, was already in in print, right? So you can't pull it. It's too late to pull it. And it just got buried online. And um, Pull it. Yeah, right. Okay, there you go. Yeah, phrasing. You, you can't remove it from the, from the cycle. It's already out there. It's already getting printed. So the, the decision was made, we'll just put it online, and it was buried. And that's fine, and there was no social media, whatever. And that, so that's one thing. It was just a, it was a casualty. So I call uh, Matt the, on Sunday, and he was it was his last official day. He was at a softball tournament, and he said, uh, "I think I made the right decision because he was trying to watch his daughter. <laughs> he was trying to he was trying to watch his daughter play softball with a laptop on his lap, doing the last little bit on his on his on his last day." Yeah, he got the last chopper out of Saigon. Oh. It, you know what I mean? So, yeah, but when I saw, and if if I'm being completely honest here, and I'm going to be, when I saw yeah, that. because the rest of the time you lie, it doesn't really. Right, when I saw that right. headline, because I was, I had to get back to Omaha. I was flying back uh, Sunday from Omaha. Uh, and I saw that headline, I don't know, midnight, uh, 1230, whatever, 1 o'clock, I would put my, and I thought, just, I couldn't believe it. I was just, I was frustrated. That's how, but that's how our business works. Sometimes well, it just. Why couldn't you believe it? That it happened or that it got no, moved up? No, that it got bumped, bumped up. up. And then, yeah. and then, and I knew what that meant for Sunday. But, you know, selfishly again, I was going to be off. And uh, it had been going out of, right? So that, but that's how we all think. Yeah. You think about in terms. So yeah, so I landed and uh, got in the car and drove up to East Lansing. Well, let me ask you this. Were you, I mean, you guys are tied in more and no more people up there. Were you not surprised, but. 
I don't know. I, I, I'll just use, were you surprised that a story came out like this? No. I mean, we get, I get emails and I know Drew does too. And you know, they're emails, so you don't put much credit to them. But when you get them a lot from a lot of different places about rumors throughout the years, it's like, huh, that's really, I mean, I I mean, I'm trying to think back because I first heard about the possibility of this a couple of weeks ago. So, okay. Um, and when I heard that, no, I wasn't surprised at all. Hmm. I just, you just, you're kind of. Did like, you hear to, things, or because? Yeah, and to Mike's point, I mean, it's just, it's just human nature. You mix, you mix fame and money, and well, let's and, let's and, get and, to and, my point and, and yes, all those please. things. I mean, so it's, yeah, uh, it's it's just sort of no, it's not surprising at all, is it? Do you, Mike? Well, well, so so let me tell you what my point is because folks weren't privy to our conversation before we went live. What I said was everybody I've ever covered, usually prominent politicians, mayors, governors, senators, congressmen, whatever, every one of them, no matter whether they look like Bradley Cooper or Uncle Fester, they're all Lotharios. They all have mistresses. People used to say there was a mayor of Detroit who was considered to be a very upstanding and moral man. Oh, well, his girlfriend's in Canada. They had a baby. Nothing to it. Uh, I don't. I'll ask Clemmy if he can check into it for me. But, but it's always alleged. It's always said. And to me, my saying is: until you're screwing the taxpayers, I don't care who you're screwing. That's between you, your God, and your spouse. And I don't cotton to that kind of thing. But if you guys have worked it out, so be it. But if you're a prominent person. People are going to say things like that. People are going to say crappy stuff about you. If you're a woman, they say, "Oh, she slept her way to the top." If well, you're a man, they say you're going to screw everything. To me, he's not if the you first have coach if you have proof, that's what counts. And 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 I I think Mark in our exchanges uh, on Sunday, I said I still think whatever Tucker did or didn't do, Bobby Petrino was way worse. Who oh, yeah. was screwing a volleyball player and giving her university money and riding on the back of sure. she's riding on the back of her motorcycle. You know, I mean, there's coaches who do well, this. Well, it was way worse and, if this was consensual. I would I would make that point. Well, if this was not yes, consensual, yeah, exactly. then I would say this was way worse. Yeah, exactly. Well, Petrino's thing was he abused his power and misused his resources and, and stuff. But if that's this, bad. Yeah, if, the power if Brenda Tracy is, truly was subjected to some conduct that, that she didn't invite or tolerate, you know, particularly someone who has been traumatized before, this is egregious. But but we don't know that. We, we, need, to, we need to let that play out. Um, but some of the things that we know about, um, you know, the, the, the things that were apparently not true that Tucker said when he was questioned by investigators, the, uh, the fact that it happened, um, you know, this, we're not the moral police here, but I do tend to think if you're telling young men you need to act appropriately and you're cheating on your wife, you're not setting the example that, I mean, that uh, that's almost as old as coaching, though. If if she wasn't a vendor, a person who received money from the university to speak when she came in for the spring game and all that, is this even an issue? Because now it's now it is a straight up he said she said about whether or not it was consensual. But if she didn't get money from the u- university, is it an issue? It, it maybe not from the university. I mean, if it's not if there's not if, not, if there's not consent. Then yeah, at some point it would be an issue some way. But yeah, I'm with you. If if this were a bartender in Florida, 
that he's had a fling with, yeah, no, it's not well, an issue. It's not an issue as long so, as it's consensual. So I don't know the rules, but if you have somebody who's not a vendor who complains to the university, the university employee harassed them. Oh, true. Um, yeah, the harassment. Yeah, absolutely. And then, and then when they're questioned, they lie because here's the thing, and this well, is we right. say it's, this all the time. And, and I can't believe I'm agreeing with Mitch Alton, but I, I think I said it first that it's this responsible situation. That was that was just awful. That was, in a way, way worse because now he's lying to everybody. By the way, did you see the number in Mitch? I, I don't know where he got this from. He didn't source it necessarily. Not that he had to in that moment, but that seventy percent of he's never made anything up. Seventy percent of Americans will have a relationship outside the their primary what? relationship in their lifetime. What I've seen fifty before, but I didn't. I've never seen seventy. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, it doesn't, Never, say, let the facts get doesn't say very much about uh, about men, but well, no women do no the women same too. Yeah. Oh, oh shit! I better I'm gonna go talk to some people. But the after the show. But the thing is, we we say this all the time: cover ups worse than the crime. Who knew what when? And those are the questions we need to find out about now. You know, uh, it, it seems like Tucker has said some things that are not checking out. That's a problem. And, and I'll tell you, and I, I may have mentioned this on the show before, in your steward training, if you're a union official and you go into a hearing with a boss and somebody asks, hey, um, did you take a piss in the break room? And somebody did and or they didn't and they lie about it. You may not be uh, terminated for taking a piss in the break room. You can be terminated for lying about it. So... So this whole idea of, you know, well, I may have done some of it, but not all of it, but you start lying. Once you start lying, now you're in real trouble. And and the other thing is, and this is one of the things that we still don't know, is, is when did Haller know about this? What did Haller know about this? What did the president know about this? The Detroit News has reported that half of the board of trustees knew about it. And, and by the way, uh, one of the board of trustees members posted something on social media that said, Detroit Free Press... M Live Grand Rapids, do not come to my house. Do not come to my work asking for questions. You've officially crossed the line. This is it. You're on notice. Something ridiculous like that. Well, let me tell you something, uh, Madam Trustee. When you are in a public office, when you're in a position of responsibility that you sought, we do not draft people. We do not put out applications. You wanted this job. And you trustees are doing more to destroy our university than anybody and somebody has reported that you knew about something of public importance, if you're not answering your phone, if you're not answering your emails, we are going to knock on your door because we are entitled to answers because you put yourself in a position to be responsive to the public. And if you don't respond, I'll come knock on your damn door. Don't complain that somebody called you looking for answers that they're entitled to. If you don't want to give them, just say no comment, but don't try and call us out because we're doing the job we're supposed to be doing, and you're not doing the job that you said you wanted to do. That's part of the job. These are the same trustees, by the way, that forced out the last president who was trying to put some uh, guidelines in to do this very thing or to keep this very thing from happening, right? Yeah, it's amazing to me. Well, I, I was yeah, telling the, you. The old MSU, yeah. It feels like the old MSU to me. We were talking before the show about, I was just really surprised by some people's reactions like, hey, the university did everything by the letter of the law was the quote that I've heard. And I said, okay, whatever. Maybe that's true. Maybe it's not true. I'm not a Title IX expert, but they got a report. They knew about it in December. They got a report. They're hiding behind, they got the report in June or July. 
they're hiding behind the fact that we didn't know the specifics uh, oh, of it. Oh. And I'm like, I just I find that to be a bunch of bullshit. So let's and let's come let's let's, oh, go let's ahead, come sir. back to that real quick. Uh, everything I've seen in public, and I don't see as much as Sean does or the beat writers do. Alan Haller and Mel Tucker seem to have a good relationship. They he, Alan Haller seems to have no problem being seen in public with Mel Tucker. Let me tell you how this would have worked with me, and I suspect with most reasonable employees. Somebody accuses me of something. There's an investigation started. I go to my boss and I say, hey, boss, you need to know about something. Someone's accusing me of something. It's not true. You're going to hear some things. If you have questions, come to me. But I want to put you on notice because this is something that could impact our program, my ability to perform my duties, your ability to perform your duties. And so I want to be completely open with it. By the time this is over, I'll be cleared. I hope you'll stand by me. That's the truth. And then we're going to let the process play out. If Mel Tucker didn't do that, I would be hugely disappointed as a supervisor. And I don't like people who work for me, not that anybody does work for me, who keep secrets. And to me, I think you have a duty to tell your employee employer something's coming down the road but don't worry about it because i'm a good guy and we're going to be okay i've seen no indication that conversation happened that's a problem too okay let's let's real quickly give a little bit of context to this about who knew what and so on and so forth and i don't know oh, by the way sean did, did did you guys know what the story was going to be before it was published for the most part, yeah. Well, so did did any beat reporters ask Mel Tucker about it after the game, or were you pr- told you can't ask him about it till the story's published? Uh, what, it wasn't it wasn't our story. No, I know, but I'm wondering if I was at USA Today report, I'd have been at that post game press conference and coach last he, chance to answer these he, questions. He wrote, in, he wrote in his story. He called him Saturday night. Yeah, and yeah, that Mel, was the Mel plan. Hung up on him. Yeah, yeah, but you can't hang up at a guy at a press conference. You sure. got to get in people's face. Sure. No, no, no. But if you do that at a press conference, then you're giving away the story. So you nobody can catch up on that story, brother. I'm telling you, we had people chasing the text message story the whole 24 hours before it popped. Well, you no, they did catch. I mean, they didn't catch up fully. USA Today's story was obviously much more comprehensive. But ESPN got enough and caught up quick enough to break it first. So okay. break it first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did on Saturday night, which is they why did. it printed. That's what we we're saying. That's why it printed Sunday. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. I didn't after, get to see that's after, behind the scenes stuff that even those of us behind the scenes don't know. After much, but this was sorry, this, Sean. Sorry to interrupt. No, no, let's just do a little bit of context here because there's a lot of there's some misinformation out there. We don't know exactly who knew what because you know, you, you, we, the, the, look real quickly. Title Nine is designed to have independence, right? The Title IX office on a university campus, and there are sets of policies and even some laws that regulate this. Even if they change every two years. Yeah, they, they, they have. And, and, they do, and they do change. The so, And part of the reason it was designed the way it was designed is to protect the identity. So, all right, Mel Tucker, there's an accusation made. Uh, a complaint comes in through Title IX. Um, December. That, in December. 2021, right? Yeah. No, 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 last last, sorry, yep. last December. Yep. So that comes in. That goes to the Title IX office. The information in that complaint is not doesn't have to all be shared with you know, other people. It's certainly the supervisor of Tucker, right? In this case, Alan Halley, athletic director. So that so that's number one. Um, and part of that again is to protect the identity, and they want some degree of 
objectivity as much as that's possible. That's why they hired a third-party investigator, which is exactly what the Title IX office did to investigate, to put a report together. That report goes from, takes about December until July, the following July, which is this last July, comes out. That report from the third-party investigator is goes back to the Title IX office. It's not immediately shared with Alan Haller. However, and I should say this going back to even December, when a, when a, when a claim is made like that, an allegation is made like that, the school gets some details, which is why they put um, uh, Tucker on some over, more oversight, right? Mm -hmm. And why they get ordered, uh, told him he can't have any contact with Brenda Tracy, the, uh, no contact order. So they knew it was a, an allegation of some kind of sexual harassment. They didn't have all the details. So anyway, the report comes back in July. They don't get all the details. But the Title IX president, or excuse me, the, who's run, whoever's running the Title IX office has every right to suspend at that point. They can also go to the president or the board or whomever or the supervisor and say, here are at least a few details, you know, we should consider suspending. MSU also, Howler, the president, whomever, also had the right when that report came back, even without seeing all the details of title, you know, like they claimed they didn't. And, and that's fine. We can believe them. They still had enough to suspend them. As a matter of course, when a, when a professor of math or history or somebody is running a, a maintenance supervisor of a building at Michigan State and a complaint's made against them and the investigation is pending, they get suspended. Yeah, football, that's coach, how, football coach is different, though. That, but that, that's how yeah. this works. In, yeah. By the way, corporate America, if you make a complaint and you're working for Ford or GM or whatever, you're going to, you know, the person's going to get suspended pending think, the investigation. Don't you think, it's how we do business. That, but don't you think they didn't want to suspend them because then the story's going to get out there. Well, so it's probably, exactly it probably, I mean, you know, I hate to speculate too much, but yeah, the, of course the, it would. the, the money, it, it look, that's certainly what it looks like, right? The point is, they can hide behind hide behind the title line all they want, and maybe they did go by the letter of the law, but they had the legal authority to suspend him in July, and they knew enough well, they to have, suspend him. They did. The they may not least. have known about the masturbating and, and the all, all that. At the, the very least, couldn't they have moved this hearing, this October 5th, 6th hearing? Couldn't they have moved that up after they got the report? Or does the Title IX office just set that, and it's set in stone? I find that really hard to so believe. So think about that. this. You get that's this report back in too. July. The timeline people say, there's enough here. We're going to have a hearing. And oh, by the way, you're, you've got your head football coach under more oversight because yeah. of this allegation. And he's not allowed to have contact with the person, right? That's You think that there's a good idea to go out and run training camp and coach the first couple of weeks? Well, no, but I mean, look, there's the other aspect of having due process form. That's supposed to be part of That's supposed to be hearing. You suspend him yeah. with pay. So Mark, right now I, it's no pay, but with pay at that point. I, I don't know enough to to give you an answer that has any meaning, but mm. based on what has been put in the public domain, the statement Tucker gave the other day said there were twelve hundred pages mm -hmm. of a material. If you're really going to go through twelve hundred pages and craft a response, a defense, what have you, it stands to reason that it would take Sometimes. some sure. months to do that. And you do have to give the accused an opportunity to put forward their you best You sure defense. do. And by, the, and by the way, the spokesman, the university spokesman the other night said that, that most of those details, 90, what, she didn't get percentage, but they didn't, the school, uh, Haller, the athletic department in particular, didn't see all those details until the USA Today story broke. Right, but they still knew it. it look, the nature of Title Line charges are, are usually sexual harassment of some kind, right? So they knew that they well, knew enough to put a no contact order. So they knew that back in December. That's where I come back to the relationship between 
the boss and a highly compensated, high-profile employee, if we don't have that level of trust where you can come to me and say, hey, boss, something big is coming, and I'll tell you as much as I can within the the confines of a Title IX investigation. I don't think that he's gagged or sworn to silence because certainly it seems like Brenda Tracy hasn't been, so I mm. got to believe the accused can say whatever they have to say. The fact that he didn't tell Haller about this, I find that hard to believe, and I'm not saying Haller's part of a cover-up, but that alone would make me very uncomfortable having I, I him don't know if he told Haller about it or not, right? No, but, I, I, but I'm saying if I think a good employee goes to the boss and says, Hey, you need to know this is coming, and uh, and you know uh, everything's cool. Just stick with me, Mike. What about from a PR PR perspective? Think about that for a second. All, Look, un- all universities are the worst at handling. Well, a crisis, I, yeah, with, and let's get into that in a minute. I, I, they're just bad. At I get it. it. I, okay, fine. The, the, the accusation comes in in December. The allegation, and you don't want to suspend them. There's no you. You hire an investigator. You let them do a report. So stuff comes back in July. You may not have seen that, but they you have a right. The Title IX office, which is a university office, has the right to suspend him. So that's I what I, they do. Well, doesn't yeah. he have a right to? I mean, I know ML. You just you know you want to have time to craft a defense and all that and go through all the material. But doesn't he have a right, uh, for a lack of a better term, to a speedy trial to make sure? If he wants that, They suspend student-athletes now when there are accusations made before the investigation is laid out. If you would speed it up and get ahead, because they knew it was going to be, they had to have known it was going to become public before this date that's in the middle of the season. But There's a reason Northwestern... Uh, suspended Pat Fitzgerald. Oh, they would have been much smarter to do it in July. That's I mean, what I mean. It would have been hanging out until October, until the hearing, but, if, but nobody's paying attention to college football in July. I, I mean, mean, obviously it would have been a national story that it happened. Yeah, and every kid would have left for the portal. They would have destroyed the program and tanked the season. I mean, I, I think it's pretty obvious why people are happy, not that anybody's happy, but that this didn't come out until after the first game of the season. Portal's closed. Nobody can go anywhere. Everybody's locked in. They lost their two best players in the portal, though. I mean, and that's before anybody knew about this. But how fair is that to the players? I'm Sean. I'm not here defending the university. I'm not defending anything that's been done. I'm just saying I think that may be the answer to your question as to why didn't they do it sooner? Because you take a chance that nobody finds out until it's too late, and maybe you do okay, or you put it all out there, and then you. You get crushed. I think it's his contract too, because it's pretty standard practice when uh, when a Title Line complaint comes comes in. From what I understand, to suspend pending an investigation. Well, the so the other thing is you mentioned PR a minute ago. That's the other reason why you tell your boss and why you get everybody ready because you don't know when this story is going to break, and when it breaks, you want to have a plan in place. You want to have a response crafted that everybody's thought about, where you can put your best foot forward, and you cannot look like. A deer in the headlights. And this is where I, I come back to the old MSU. When I listened to that press conference, and I listened to it while I was driving back from East Lansing, I couldn't believe that they limited themselves to two or three questions. And the right. other thing is, no offense to the, the reporters in the room, they're beat reporters. Their questions were about football. I don't care about football when my head coach is being accused first, of sexually harassing one, somebody. The first one, I don't know who asked, but the first one was about bringing D'Antonio in, which, yeah, but, I, which I think is a fair question, but not when you only have three. No, the, I know. The next but two were okay. It was Graham's the, question was fine. His was the last. Graham's was good, but, yeah. but the problem is the house was on fire, and they had a plumber there, and the first thing he's thinking about is, well, it looks like we're going to have to replace the tub. I understand that. Plumbers, no yeah. plumbing. Yeah. This was not something where you'd have a hard news reporter there, and I'm not knocking the reporters in the room. I'm saying 
that that MSU, if their if their team knows anything, knew they were not going to get hammered in that press conference. And to me, a lot of the questions that people had after that, a lot of the stuff that popped up on social media, on the radio, and in conversations between Spartans and people who want to talk about this, could have been easily resolved if they'd taken more questions. We now are led to believe that they did file file the Title IX protocols. If they'd talked about that at the press conference, that would have cut off that whole line of, of I'm going to say, angst. And the other thing is, when you're in the middle of a situation like that, you take every question. Now, if you can't answer yeah. them because it would violate somebody's privacy or policy, you say that, but you stay there until those questions are exhausted because when there's a vacuum, vacuums pick up garbage, and the air is filled with garbage. Those officials, the president and the AD, the two highest ranking employees on the on the corporate tree. I mean, Tom Izzo and Mel Tucker are the most two biggest employees at Michigan State. Let's let's be let's be realistic here. But it didn't look to me like they were prepped. It didn't look like to to me like they wanted to stand and face some hard questions. And if you take those jobs. Part of it is standing and answering hard questions. And the other thing is, please, tell us everything you can possibly tell us about this so that people don't fill in those gaps with garbage. That was, a, that, from a PR standpoint, once again, it looked like the old MSU, and that is the MSU we've got to get rid of. The free press had to file a lawsuit to find out about Mel Tucker's compensation. Burying something like that that not just the free press thinks it's entitled to be released, a judge decided that and awarded us tens of thousands of dollars in legal costs. That is the old MSU. Well, the making you fight for information that you're entitled to, that is the old MSU. That is the MSU that has to go out the door with Mel Tucker. Now, there's there's two things I wanted to get your opinion on, both of you guys. And number one is, I guess, now the fire's been put out and that we need that new bathtub. Um, do you think bringing D'Antonio in is a good decision? Because my first thought was, Hey, you're bringing in a legacy coach. Yeah, good decision. And then I forget about, you know, some of the accusations of players he brought in and, and what they had. Not that he's responsible for what they did, but the response to that, as well as how he left waiting for the bonus and kind of leaving them in a lurch when they hired Mel. Uh, do you have any feelings about bringing uh, Mark D'Antonio in as this, um, not a stopgap, but as this mature voice in the room? So I'm going to weigh in quickly and then defer to Sean. Uh, I have some friends who are really into the, the technical aspects of coaching and all that other stuff. I thought bringing him back as an advisor would be a good idea. I don't know about giving him a headset, but we don't have anybody who kind of has been in charge of a major college football program on game day, and he has been, so I, I do like that. I think a sure. lot of the accusations against Antonio were either – very old or turned out to be unfounded. They did. But, um, but uh, you know, I am glad to see him back. I do think that the game passed him by, and I think he acknowledged that reluctantly. But uh, I do think as a, as a, as a firm hand, uh, that's good. And I think as someone who does truly care about the university, I mean, Michigan State coaches, up to and including Mel Tucker, have used us to leverage money and other opportunities. Mark D'Antonio never did that. Now, I understand he may spend some of the year in Florida, but he still lives in East Lansing. This is, we have ex-governors from Michigan who don't even stay in Michigan. Well, Mel allegedly <laughs> was in uh, Las Vegas. 
Yeah, well, that's another rumor. I don't know anything about that, and we may hear something about that in feedback. But um, but I oh, really? this is a little longer answer than I planned. But I guess on the whole, I'm glad that he's there. But how involved he's going to be, and whether I regret saying that, I'll tell you in a couple weeks. I mean, he had he did have 16 players that were accused of sexual misconduct while he was coaching. I'm just saying, you're talking about PR and optics. I I have no problem with them bringing him in. I thought it was actually kind of smart for all the reasons you just said, but that's going to be hanging over. Well, some of those guys, he ran off the team promptly. I mean, not all of them. Well, but later, later, he learned the reason why he left. I told you, I don't, I don't have a problem with it. I mean, no, the culture, the culture started to change because athletes used to stay on the teams unless they were, uh, uh, you know, I'll tell you the other thing I like about him is when people were talking about what's going on there, he held a press conference. He said, that's not true. We're not doing that. And that's all I got to say about that. And then he answered some questions. He stood up. You know, when D'Antonio was a coach, Spartans, and the, you can still find these T-shirts, and they may still make new, they say, stand and fight. Except we stood say, and fight. I, I think I recall him saying at one point, um, we've never been through something like this before. This is, you know, right before he retired. It's like, well, but you have. And there were some accurate, there were some... Talk of violations, and that turned out to be, you know. Look, I don't have, I don't have a problem. With, I really, I really don't. I'm just saying. Well, I'm remember, Curtis, remember all the allegations from Curtis Blackwell. Well, that that's what I mentioned earlier. Yeah, that all uh, of which I were go on that recruiting trip. debunked. Yeah, they were. So all of them. I thought he showed up. He said he didn't go on a recruiting trip, and then there's a photo of him with him on the recruiting trip for I, uh, Robinson. Well, so I don't know about every single detail, but that case was dismissed. There was nothing. Sure. Okay. There was no, nothing that's... that was you know that the no, university my, no, was held no, responsible. No, Mike's for. right. It's just that it's just it's more about the PR for people that kind of have kind of my point yeah. hazy memory of some of that stuff not not being so hot. So you don't have a problem with him coming back? You know, I I understand. Mike's right. the The voice in the room, you know, they're going to give him a headset. I know a lot of fan. A lot of the fan base is frustrated the way they you know. Played offensive, offensively in particular, down the stretch of his uh, tenure at Michigan State. But you know, isn't going to help Harlan just manage a game day? Yeah, just yeah. in terms of organizing and uh, setting up the week, and I mean practice schedules and communication. And you know, it, the thing about Antonio that I, I thought was always underrated is he he's got sneaky kind of swag and charisma, and he's a really really good communicator and. You, you didn't see that because he was so stern so often in front of the cameras. As but a, uh, he, he really connected with the players. As a Michigan guy, I'm laughing because I remember uh, I saw somebody, a Michigan fan, said, oh, great, now D'Antonio is going to come up with seven plays that are specifically designed to beat Michigan. And it's like, <laughs> fuck, bring Mel back. No, but it's he reminds me of uh, Lloyd Carr a little bit. How He's a, yeah. he, he really, he, There's a lot of similarities. There. No, right. I love Lloyd. And and that's a good and that's a good th- in a good way and in a good yeah. thing. And I yeah, think the that's, sense of humor, the ang- angst towards media. Yeah. Yeah, but but just really kind of charismatic and mm. cares deeply, deeply cares about the players, the school, what it means, all of that. I I think that's that's all true with Martin Antonio, and that'll be good to have that back. Well, and I'll tell you one thing: there is an exception to what I'm going to call the Elric rule. Mark Antonio is one of the only prominent people i'm aware of who was never accused of having a bunch of girlfriends i mean so there's there's a plus right there oh is those had girlfriends is that what you're saying 
No, no, no. I, I, I don't. Uh, I, I, okay, I guess is, is O2 then. Sorry. I walked into that one. Sorry. Uh, the other thing I wanted to get your opinion on is uh, Mel's response, which is the response he had yesterday to when you read that, boy, I mean, he knows he's cooked. He knows he's done because um, he's going full scorched earth. Uh, what did you make of, of his response? Well, this, this feels like paycheck preservation. This is the yes. PCP. Yeah, this, yeah, is, yeah. this is, you know, if you want me to go, it's going to cost you. Um, I thought it was a very well-crafted response. I know women who read it and said, oh, I'm kind of wondering about her now. So I think whoever wrote it, his lawyer, um, really hit the nerves that they were trying to hit. But there are two things that I've been thinking about since I saw that. First of all, he doesn't address what ap- appear to be some pretty clear things. Yeah, the yeah. things that, that are demonstrably true or false. And when you don't want to touch those things... That tells me you got a problem. And to me, this goes back to you tell your boss that there may be a problem. When you're a liar and you tell me you're not lying anymore, is that your last lie or is that your next lie? I'm just not comfortable with that. And the other thing is, if Mel is, is comfortable with his position and is in the, in the right here, he should have done this in a live exchange. He should have stood up before the cameras and the microphones because let's put it this way. What else has he got to do today? He's not preparing for the game. He's got all the time in the world. And I've written about this before. I'm so sick. In fact, it's because of Sean that I actually took the word cowards out of one of my column because, uh, because I was going to call public officials who hide behind statements cowards. And I thought, well, Sean... Of course, I didn't call them dunderheads, which would have been really offensive. But, but I didn't want to name call. Um, but that's really what they are, is they're cowards. They're chicken-livered. And, and I think if Mel and his lawyer wanted to address all the points because they had a good answer for all the points, they also would have stood up in front of the media and anybody who wanted to ask them a question. So well-crafted response. He's got a good lawyer, it looks like. But um, it they're, just doesn't feed the bulldog for me. They're trying to salvage some of that, a little bit of that contract, right? One hundred percent. Yeah, that, that's all that was. Uh, when does he? Uh, when does he coach again? Because after all, you mentioned Bobby Petrino, and Petrino's the offensive coordinator at A and M, and had been a head coach before that, right? Uh, did, was yeah, he back think, at Louisville again? I think. I think you're right. I think he did. He did go somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, the The difference but, is the the consensual. That's that's what sure. makes if yeah. Though that, he I will still, never he will never coach again. If really? If if it's not consensual, no, he won't. Well, here's the oh, other. I, well, I, he, maybe he'll work for Nick Saban because he seems to be the guy who well, rehabs all these coaches. Yeah. But but the problem is. But no affairs and all that's one thing. Although he when has, it's not consent when there's no consent. I, yeah, you, but but you are also. Strictly taking her word for it too, and no, but if it, but if there's some stuff in the hearing, and you come out that you, you know what I mean, it's it, well, I it hope just depends on what happens to the I, hearing. I, I got to say, he has burned two two schools now. I mean, Colorado does yeah. not like him one bit for what he did there and how he left there and how he lied when he was leaving there. Well, so that's that's the other thing is he he only has a winning record at Michigan State and. Yeah. The, this idea of well let's let's give this guy another chance. Maybe not a head losers coach, don't get another chance, and that's the they sad they fact. Don't college of it. football though. So I mean, how many Lions heads coaches have been head coaches somewhere else? It just doesn't happen. So maybe he does become a coordinator somewhere. Uh, maybe he tries to make it from a lower division. But I think I think he better fight for whatever money he can get because it may be his last paycheck in football unless he's a scout somewhere or something. But here's where I, I, I hope we end with this thing mm-hmm. is at the bottom 
that we get to the bottom of it, that we don't say, well, he's not an employee anymore and she doesn't want to go forward with this anymore. They've reached a settlement somewhere. I don't want this thing to be unresolved. I don't want there to be questions. I want us to have a full and thorough investigation where we get as close to the truth as we possibly can so we know what happened. By the way, Mike, did you see the... So we can do something about it. Did you see the letter from President, um, interim President Woodruff? I got an email from her, both as an employee of the university, because I, I am an adjunct professor there, and as, uh, as a fan. Um, I'll tell you, I didn't read it all the way through, because I think if she's telling me more about how, you know, this is the new MSU, I just, I already heard her try and sell that bill of goods, and I passed on it once. Don't try and sell me the same broken down car twice. Yeah, but, no, I'm with you. I, I think it was a direct response to the way, uh, to the reaction of the news conference, right? Well, and, but, to, and to the idea that they knew, even though they didn't have all the details, but I still contend they knew enough to suspend them. And 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 it's not that you have to suspend. My issue with it is that, by and large, people get suspended. Employees all over that university, if there's an accusation, they get suspended. It's not consistent with what we do as a society right now in terms of uh, sexual harassment allegations. We don't do anything consistent but, as a society. Some you know, people have yeah. bigger roles, and it's not fair, but it's that's the way it is. I mean, No, it was, all about, it was all up. They made a financial choice. Yeah. So right? here's my problem with that email. It's doing what they should have done at the press conference. That was a oops. We should have said this. Yeah, yeah. And and an addendum the, to the presser. And and they should know. They should know that they had the power to suspend. And there's a reason they didn't. And they should have been willing and ready to tell us what that was because we're going to drag it out of them. This becomes instead of taking your medicine. This becomes the water torture. And Michigan State doesn't need a slow drag through the pile of broken glass we've been through that we don't like that that doesn't feel good the truth is always the best course it's rarely the easiest course but in the long run it's a lot easier like ripping a band than doing yeah. what they're doing and, once and, it, once and who are these advisors I, Did, didn't they have didn't they didn't they do a test run before they had the press conference say okay now madam president somebody's going to ask you why didn't you suspend them in december and what's your answer you know Politicians prepare for debates. If you're the leader of a university or an athletic department, you are a politician if you're going to survive. And and who the people who Engler brought in, <coughs> excuse me, who are still running some of the comms at the university, they've been in politics. They should have prepared the president and the AD for this press conference. Now, if the president and the AD ignored their advice, shame on them. But if they didn't get that advice, the next people who should be fired our Michigan's communications department, because that's not what we teach at the university. Oh, man, the geeks have inherited the earth. Did I do that? What a dork. Does him wanting to play with us again mean that he's turning into a geek or we're turning into cool guys? Don't be a geek and retire with no money. Be someone who's prepared for the future, and we know exactly who can help you do that. Yeah, we're talking about Luke Nowacki. You can give you a free consultation. Give him a call, 248-663-4748. Luke's going to find out uh, how much money you have, where you have that money, is that money growing, and um, what are your goals for all that money. He'll kind of walk you through it uh, so you can get, you know, start investing. I don't know why people don't start investing sooner. There's never, the right time to invest is now. And he'll tell you, you know, stocks, bonds, wherever you are. Uh, if you want to figure out if you're on target to meet your goals, give Luke Nowacki a call, 248 248- Six six three forty seven forty eight. Because when you call Luke, 
He'll make it all about you, sweetheart. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Bonaic Wealth. Sync member F-I-N-R-A-S-I-P-C. Bonaic Wealth. Sync is separately owned and other entities and or marketing names, products, or services referenced here are independent. Bonaic Wealth. Sync. Geek of the Week kind of seems moot at this point after all that Mel stuff. Yeah, and you know what? I, ha- I have one, though. Do you have one? I have one. Oh, I, I have a great one about it. Okay, go it, for it. About, well, but but if you have a good one, I'll just give you the headline. We can go with yours. Well, yeah, I was let's just, do uh, it. My favorite was uh, the, the DraftKings. You see what DraftKings did yesterday on 9-11? Oh, September? yeah. Take it away. This one will wait. This one will wait. I, I mean, I thoroughly enjoy when companies mess up on Twitter because, you know, they're not a real person. It's just this entity, and they love tweeting about... I don't know, a lot of silly things. You know, it's it's fun to see Wendy's tweet about civil rights because, huh? Um, but DraftKings felt like, hey, it's 9-11. There's three games uh, involving New York teams today. So they created a never-forget parlay where you can bet on the Jets game, the Mets game, and the Yankees game. Did they say, don't crash and burn, go with DraftKings, and you'll land safely? I no, mean- just, just the never-forget, which... You know, a little disrespectful, especially on the actual day of September 11th. Yeah. When, um, when you try and cash in on a tragedy, that's not going to go very How did they do? Did uh, I mean, I, I heard survivors, family, or, or uh, relatives of people who were killed were none too happy. Has there been any other fallout? No, I mean, they, they, did, they did the right thing. They apologized, took it down, and, you know, kind of ate all the shit that was thrown Speaking at Speaking of New York, and this is a silly, uh, what do you call it? Segway, yeah, but Aaron Rodgers, yeah, that was a great Jets tenure. He had four plays, four plays. Wait, so a man gets hurt and you make him our geek of the week? You're a cold bastard. No, we're talking now. We're done with the silly geek of the week segment. Um, (laughs) Oh, it's a a decree from on high. Yeah, for those that for those that don't know, Aaron Rodgers, and and, I mean the pregame, yeah, one of the The premier, the preseason, everything was about one of the premier uh, most iconic quarterbacks in in this country in the last twenty years, right? Not quite Tom Brady, but up in that stratosphere. Signs with the Jets. He's thirty nine years old. He plays four plays. Blows out his Achilles. The Jets, who've struggled for years and years and years, not like the Lions, but still, we're thinking Super Bowl this year, and then their star. Iconic uh, Hollywood uh, Dayton quarterback blows out his Achilles four plays in and he's done. Is that, is that fifteen million dollars a play? Ten million dollars a play? How does that? How does that work out? <laughs> I didn't even think about that. I mean, people uh, bitch about how many pitches you. Although throw. <laughs> they probably sold some more tickets and some more season tickets. Season tickets, yeah. Beforehand, but it, it also makes me root for the Jets a lot more. I don't know why because. Here they they had these big plans and they just got blown up and now they have to start over and it's like, that was okay. just that was just brutal. Well, don't you want to, don't you want Zach Wilson to lead them to more victories yeah, now? And they won last brutal. night in incredible fashion. Yeah, Robert Sala of Dearborn is the head coach there, and I should also tell you. Hey, about, tie that back to Michigan State. Isn't he turned down the offer when D'Antonio left? Uh, I think he was one of the people that that whose name was put out there, but he was looking at head coaching opportunities. I don't think he was seriously thinking about it. But you mean NFL head coaching? Yeah, that's, yeah. What, that's what. What, what did meant. I say? You just said head coach. Oh yeah, yeah. He Kyle, meant, he NFL. Meant, he meant, I meant NFL. His that, name was in every conversation, NFL. including in Detroit. I think. By the way, can Mark yeah. and I uh, pick your brain here for a second, Mike? Oh. Oh, one thing I do, do want to say that we did invite we, we did invite a current MSU trustee and a former MSU trustee to come on the show and yeah. talk about what's going on there. They both declined. Well, one didn't respond. Can you guess whether it was a current or foreign? And the uh, other one, one. Yeah. and the other one uh, was not available. So we, we did want to give people. Do you finally believe, Mike? 
Did you watch the Lions game? I know you've been poo-pooing them for a while, but it, this is unprecedented, this kind of buzz and hype with this team. And it's uh, we'll get back to that because the Tucker stuff's going to fade away. But but what happened last Thursday night in Kansas City, there were 10,000 Detroiters in that in Arrowhead Stadium. 10,000. It was uh, it was something. People are pumped. They are. I've Except never for ML. Never no. seen are you finally jumping on a little bit? No, in fact, I was on WDET that day, and I said, if the bandwagon goes by my house, I will be standing and waving at it. I don't wish the Lions ill. They're just not worth my time. They haven't earned that four to six hours of my week that uh, the, that the was pro one, football that team That was some demands. of the most entertaining football, though. That game was just great. Are you on board? Oh, God, I have been. Yeah, it's. I mean, I said this. I don't think they played terribly well, but you know what? They went on the road and they beat the Super Bowl. Can you champions. believe that's a sign of a good team? Were you when shocked? You can play. Were you shocked that they won? Not not shocked. Um, you're just not used to. I it. didn't expect them to win, but just, I wasn't shocked. You're, you're not used to it. Um, boy, I don't know. I you know, and in, in the whole asterisk with Kelsey. So Jones being out for I mean, night, late night games like that. I write an instant column that files it goes mm-hmm. goes and then they go down to the locker room, collect interview and all that. And then you write a second column, completely different column. Before I started that column, I texted home. It's like probably one a.m. back uh, Michigan times, Eastern time, and I said, "Hey, are you awake?" To my wife, and she said, "Yup." And I was surprised, so I called. And I said, "What are you still doing up?" She said, "I can't help myself." She is not a football fan. Yeah, there, there were. She all- said, "I can't help myself." She wanted to listen to Dan Campbell one and two. She said there were these videos all over social media of people yeah. celebrating all over Metropolitan Detroit, and she couldn't stop watching them. She said, "I've never seen anything like this." I mean, it's I've same. never heard of anything like it this after the first like, game of the season. Yeah. Exciting game! It was almost like being downtown after Obama won the first time. People are out running around. I mean, it's just like this is unprecedented. Oh my God, I can't believe it! Just the reaction to that. It, that's one of the first regular season game and it was just yeah. national TV Thursday night in the Super Bowl champion. And don't you home. think too that not only just the Super Bowl, I mean that's a dynasty. In don't you think too that people are starting to think about this organization, this franchise a little bit differently outside of Detroit and that's oh, yeah. contributing and, to this too? And it really goes to one man and one man only. It's Dan Campbell. What and about it, Brad Holmes? He, his, yeah, he's got the but, guys but, who he had no, four Holmes four draftees a, who, who right. played. Holmes is a huge and part had a of pick this. Six. You're right, but Dan is far more visible. Here's what here's, here's what Sheila oh. Ford's the one who's actually I think responsible for this culture change. Anyway, go ahead. Here's, Sorry, Mike. Here's what stuns me about this Lions team, and I, I've thought that they were I thought that they were doomed from the start. They hired the coach before the GM. You got to let the GM hire his coach. I thought that was going to be a disaster from the beginning. It seems to have worked out great, and, and I'll tell you about these lines that I think makes them very compelling. Their quarterback is a cast-off, and he's doing great. You know, they seem to be kind of a no-name team. They don't have any marquee stars. Amon Ross St. Brown, you know, who the hell was he? And he looks like he's great. Campbell looks like, you know, kind of like a, a pro wrestler, but he's he talks all this rah-rah shit, but he actually gets the guys to do it. He's really smart, actually. Brad Holmes rips off other GMs with terrific trades, and the people he drafts are playing, and they're playing for us, not like we cast them off and they, they star somewhere else. Those are some great storylines, and I think that's one reason why these people really like this team. And, and Drew and Mike podcast last week had a fantastic interview with Kelly Stafford, where she was talking about Jared Goff's 
girlfriend who's, you know, a Playboy swimsuit model and talking about how much she likes Detroit. And it's, you know, the, the Jared Goff angle alone is, uh, is kind of cool. I mean, this is a dude who took a team to the Super Bowl. They gave up on him and they, He's doing it here. All I know is if they keep this I'm up. seeing some sour faces yeah. across. He has the most what, turnovers uh, of anybody missing? in the last if, five years. If they keep this up, Mark, though, we're, we're going to see a level of fandom, and it's just, yeah, it's going to feel different. If, oh, if they it, keep, already, I mean, it already feels different. Yeah, I mean, because the fan base is so much bigger than Michigan or Michigan State, and it's it's both their fan bases combined, plus mm-hmm. other people. Mm-hmm. And it's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. There's nothing better in sports when a team that struggled for decades – Half a century, a whole century in some cases, starts to get good. Except for the Cubs, right? You didn't what? like you didn't like, like it when the they Cubs. won. The, you didn't like it when they won the World Series. I don't care. No, but right there's Just nothing. A dick. There's nothing. That's the best thing in sports is when a team starts yeah. to get good after it's about expectations, decades right? and decades yeah. uh-huh. and decades of struggle. Nothing like it. Ah, yes, we are back in room 7609 where we've just finished our summer of Britpop, and it does feel like it's good to be out of summer because it's getting cold out there. So we're going back to the new wave music and this segment, and much of our show is brought to you by the Kaju Cafe. You can find out more about them at kajucafe.com. It's a French word in a Belgian neighborhood, go figure. So it's C-A-D-I-E-U-X-C-A-F-E.com, where there's always great stuff going on. Tonight, Mr. Picasso and Diamondback are playing. Wednesday, it's karaoke. Barbara Payton and Chris Krizawa are going to be there on Friday. Saturday, Vision. Uh, my handwriting is terrible. <laughs> Damn it, why do I always do this? They're going to be playing some great music on Saturday night. Sunday, uh, Dalla 5. Delta 5? I think it's Delta I don't know. Five. There's a lot of great shows there. Yeah, there's great it's, music it's, all Because week. ML can't read his own writing. you got to go to the website and read it. I know. It's terrible. But the, as I always tell people, lawyers can't read my handwriting either, so that's not so bad. But there's great <laughs> food. There's great music. There are great times at the Cadu Cafe. Please get... Last week, they celebrated the 90th anniversary of Feather Bowling at the Cadu Cafe. And we are celebrating new wave bands that provided theme songs to movies, great movies like To Live and Die in L.A., a fantastic movie, and this is the only good song ever created, (laughs) produced by Wang Chung. Suck it, come on. Here they are with, well, we'll talk about that on the backside. (laughs) To Live and Die in L.A.
Fantastic movie! If you haven't seen it, I haven't. You have not seen it. Incredible no. movie, terrible song, but incredible movie. <laughs> so I, William Friedkin, right? Who just yes, died? Yes, yes. I, I yes. great, Willem great Defoe. car chase. At least oh. as good a car chase as the one in the French Connection. Ah, yeah. And William Peterson, who's great. Fantastic, fantastic, troubled federal investigator. All the the you know he's got the demons, but he's going to get his man. Willem Dafoe, one of his first movies. Oh, he was creepy in that one. Yeah, yeah he was cold. creepy and everything. Oh. He was cold and calculating, and he'll send chills down your spine. And then Ira from uh, from uh, what's the oh, show from Billions? No, no, oh. <laughs> from the show that used to be on NBC with Paul Reiser and Helen Hunt. Oh, um, um, oh my God! Uh, the one that their friends mad about you, mad about you. Yeah, where he's kind of like the goofy. Well, in this, in this, he's like the tortured sidekick who becomes the evil successor. John to, Turturro's in it too. John Turturro. Oh God, he's the fantastic. Best drinking all that Pepto Bismol. No, it's a great movie. It holds up. The soundtrack though doesn't right. So well, they did the whole soundtrack. Yeah. So that's the problem with the movie. Listen to it now. It's really dated. But but uh, yeah, great movie. Well, so I got to tell you, music that's 30 or 40 years old is going to be kind of dated. But that's not really what we mean by dated. Do you want us to just play like 
classical music like Beethoven. <laughs> it's it's held up for two hundred years. Must be pretty good. I mean, I don't think Sonata Number no. Nine is what people are listening for. That's the only Wang Chung song you like, though, ML. Well, there's Dance Hall Days, which yeah, I don't. That's a great song. Which I don't. That's actually a better song. Particularly than this care garbage. for, but <laughs> everybody Wang Chung tonight may be one of the worst songs ever. No, there was a lot of music in the '80s you just don't want to hear anymore, and that would probably be one of them. What we just played. Boy, I guess you speak for everybody. It's kind of a man of the people over there. So. I'm speaking for. For well, yourself. For myself. We are still I don't have any people. We are still looking for your nominations for great new wave tunes or great new wave bands that provided the theme song for a movie. Uh, we have a couple nominations we'll be getting to soon, including one that I think Sean might even like. So that's uh, wait, let's, I want to see if Sean if you like this version. Here. I like lots of music. I want to see if you like this version. This is the same song. Uh, done by Wang Chung, but with an orchestra. Oh, classic. Right? Should we have played this one instead? Yeah, that's easier on the ears. Is that Wang Chung at the Hollywood Bowl? It is. No, it's Wang. And seriously, it's Wang Chung. That is easier on the ears. Real quickly, uh, Jill, Rick, somebody asked, oh, yeah. asked how Arrowhead was. It was great. Great scene, great atmosphere, great fans. The, the, the you know, It was a night game, so they tailgated all day long. But by far the most interesting part as an employee of the Detroit Free Press is that 10,000 Detroiters found a way to get to Kansas City, take over their bars, take over their barbecue joints, and then hang out in the Arrowhead Stadium all night. And Are you stay. saying that everybody had fun that night? You, exactly. Uh, everybody Wang Chung tonight. They were chanting, let's go Lions, so loud. Early in the fourth, midway through the fourth quarter, you could you it, would, it took over the stadium. It was crazy. I know. Uh, it Tari- was absolutely- Tariko uh, kept t- mentioning that and talking about it, and I didn't believe it until I I read your column. You know that there were that many Lions fans there because Chiefs fans are pretty rabid. It was insane to see, and they were out there two hours before the game and stayed afterwards. And the uh, uh, Jameer Gibbs, the rookie running back, you know one yeah. of these draft picks that uh, Brad Holmes made that uh, Mike alluded to earlier or pointed out about earlier. He went and jumped in the stands like the Lambo leap, and only did it with Detroiters and Arrowhead. There were that many people to catch him. Just don't Gus Farad it. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Hey, no. qu- quick shout out to Ralph, my man anyway. Chris King, uh, Don, watching us on Facebook, everybody who's watching us on Facebook and and YouTube. We really appreciate you being with us. Um, you know, I think the key to the Lions' success, by the way, is they have to play a team with Tony on it. Oh god! <laughs> yeah, he struggled a little bit. I mean, that's a little bit. One that's catch, the one yard, one run, minus four yards, four drops, one lateral. I mean, that interception he basically just you know that was the worst one. Pitched that, it. You saw that still picture, right? Where it looks like it's in his hands. Yeah, and branch. Yeah. It's, it's like how? I mean, it yeah, just shows no. you how perspective can. It, no, well, no, the it reality. just it just went right through. Yeah, yeah, it tipped off of there, but that's just it's just a second later, a millisecond later. It's so. Crazy. But you know what? There are breaks in every football game, and yeah. the, and the good teams tend to they go get their way. the breaks. Yeah, so so let's give the credit credit to Lions where it's due. They're still not going to take much of my time up, but uh, yeah, I'm not allowing it. We we, we do have no. a classical connection to, no. to Wang Chung for Sean, and I don't. Oh, I thought we were done with Wang. Chung. I, I sus- <laughs> Me too. I suspect this is not going to satisfy yeah, Mark Sean. But Wang Chung is Chinese. It means yellow bell, and that's the first note in the Chinese classical. Music scale, so uh, so it is classic. Oh my God, cool. they're so deep. That's cool. <laughs> that's cool. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Send your nominations to ML. Uh, that's Soul cultural Detroit. appropriation, then, right? Because they're not Asian, are they? They're British, and at one time, I think they they got the whole yeah, the whole continent hooked on cringy. heroin, so they could steal their tea. That's cringy. So, 
but yeah. Um, so, well, oh, the, the Brits were used to run all over the world and take whatever they wanted. <laughs> oh, yeah. Different times, yeah, different times. It's, uh, it's, uh, That's why they're going to bring Antonio in. Seemed like a good idea at the time. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. <laughs> Thank you to all the people who bought our merchandise. Hopefully, uh, you're enjoying it. I, I saw somebody wearing one of our sweatshirts last night she said she loves it uh i love mine so yeah and i got the new one some some of the material is uh it's very lightweight but uh, hopefully you're enjoying it because we are going to have another another sale close to the holidays i would thank our donors here but there aren't any so that's makes me sad um and let's get to some feedback i'm going to start us off because we're following up with uh an email from pat from last week pat says <laughs> hello ml i'd like to backtrack a tad what? a tad never on my last email about room 7609 after hearing my email from last week read out loud i was having some regret while my way over the top metaphor drew a mild chuckle from sean it was pretty dumb that being said I still don't appreciate New Wave or Britpop, and that's okay. What I do it's appreciate, more than okay, Pat. What I do appreciate is the fact that you love it. Like Mark always says, music taste is very subjective. Yeah. I'm sure if I had a podcast and spawn what I love, I'd catch some good-natured ribbing. Keep up the good work. Go green. Go blue. Go Cyrus for Sean. <laughs> and then, then we have more from, from Pat. He says, I meant to say analogy, not metaphor in my previous email. I'm a welder, not a writer. Ha! Looking forward to your take on Mel Tucker's situation. Ugh. I was up north and out of the loop this weekend. I got home yesterday to all the craziness. Have a great week. Thanks, Pat. Appreciate it. Oh, that's really nice, Pat. Music taste is very subjective. It's like salt. Like Mark says. <laughs> what? It's like, it's like salt. Yeah, I'm the only one that's ever said that. The well, idea maybe. of what is salty is completely different for everybody. Or too salty or not salty enough. Or You know what yeah, I mean? But, but I mean, okay. Sure. More yeah, wisdom. That was a good analogy slash metaphor. I mean, salt's the, the key to all food, but, you know, we all taste it differently depending on the salt. We all are salt. Okay. But I think we're agreed we're against a salt. Yes. Okay. What about just salt? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, Sean, why don't you read some feedback just to try and... two people that write in here with that big yeah. of a vocabulary. I have a very small vocabulary. Shut up. No, you don't. I'm very small in every way except for my belly. Well, then why don't you expand your vocabulary by putting somebody else's words in your mouth? Connor Williams writes, <laughs> I just want to thank you and your journalism peers, including your wife and Sean. It is qu oh, okay. It is quite clear fearless investigative reporters just busted Michigan State and yet another systemic cover-up. Alan Howler was, quiver was a quivering deer in the headlights at that sketchy Sunday press conference. Presser, excuse me, because he knew he was just busted with his pants down. 
Huh. Especially if Tucker was four to one or, or four and one or five and zero oh, heading into the bye week and title line hearing, MSU likely plan to pay the victim millions of dollars in hush money for her to drop the claim and sign an NDA. Circle the wagons, blow millions of hush money, and lawyers deny FOIAs, and Tucker would remain the coach. Bloodhound reporters blew up the cover-up. Awesome reminder of how valuable ace journalism is. And just a hunch, this is probably the tip of the iceberg with Mel Tucker and Alan Howler. So journalism isn't dead. Oh, somebody said that last week. I almost went through the roof. I yeah. saw your text. Oh. Thank you. Thank you. What do you got, Mark? I, I mean, I feel thank like, you, Connor. I feel like a lot of this we've kind of covered today, uh, but Tiffany. Said, and we should also we should also disclaim that we don't know that there's more to come, and these what Tiffany's about to write is unfounded. But uh, if you know and, some more about it, let us know. And we don't know about the hush stuff either. So that's all speculation. What do you mean the hush stuff? He wrote about the Connor wrote about uh, hush oh, yeah, hush yeah, yeah. payments and all that. Um, so Tiffany says, "Dear Elric and Windsor, so I guess I'm out of this one uh, for tomorrow's." Po- oh, for today's podcast, I'd love to know the unver- unverified Mel Tucker rumors you were privy to, which we kind of talked about, yeah. I think, or alluded to a little bit. Um, apparently, yet another example of an open secret niece, Lansing, and even back in Boulder. Everybody, in quotes, knew that this guy was a deviant creep, including the rich donor class, MSU brass, and reporters, but nobody wants to rock the boat. Which, well, yeah, I mean, that's the sad state of athletics. If you're 11 and 2, you can get away with a lot more. He was five and seven, and they let him keep coaching. You know, I mean, you don't even have to be eleven and two these days. Well, a little that little that might be sunk cost fallacy, right? You made him this huge contract, so you really want it to work. I never heard that term before, but I like it. Well, you know, when you put money out to something, it's already out there, so you shouldn't make decisions based on that. Well, we in fairness to Tucker, what we don't know is whether he's deviant or not, or any kind of creeper or not, right? I mean, that's that'll the, the hearings designed to determine that. Did you beat off on a on a Zoom for thirty six minutes? What's that? Nothing. If it wasn't consensual, I want to know what your line is. If it were, so you think masturbation is deviant? No, I'm just unconsensual. Exactly. And I gotta say, we were talking anything that's not consensual is deviant. I'm gonna add to this though. Well, no, I'm not because it's gonna take another four hours. No, go ahead. Just go. We'll we'll, we'll nip in the bud. I don't buy her story a hundred percent. Right. I really don't. I'll say I'll admit that I don't buy Brenda Tracy's story with Mel Tucker and what happened one hundred percent. The fact of the matter is he fucking lied to everybody after the after the facts, and then it's like, well, okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I you, need you dug to that know, hole. I need to know what everybody has said before I'm even gonna render a, to me an it opinion feels, on that. And that's I'll, what the I'll, hearing I'll, I'll is gonna try. I'm to an idiot, out. so I can. I'm not a journalist. I can have an opinion. It certainly I'm seems and feels to me that there was some kind of flirtatious relationship there that he misread. She didn't like after the fact because she's trying to run this thing. And then she started running her mouth allegedly about some of the things do you have that sons? he had told her. Do you have sons? No, I don't. All right. So what I told my sons when they started getting age, even if there seems like there's interest, if there's a little flirtation I, I, going on. It, it doesn't matter if you get to the point where you're about to have sex of some kind and no comes out. It doesn't matter what's oh, come before. I have daughters. I it doesn't matter having sons. Yeah, right. It yeah. does. It does I, not I, matter I, what's I come that. before. So I don't. So to me, so what if she was flirtatious? Right. No, I, Sean, I'm I'm with you. I'm just saying it. She, the way she reads it is that it was 
really unwanted and she told him multiple times but and, I, and i've heard people say why didn't she hang up right so sure, I, <laughs> but her explanation is she froze and she was in shock yeah and, I'm, I'm not gonna i'm not gonna well, i'm not a, gonna fault somebody who's in a shocking situation for reacting with shock i mean if that's basically what's alleged the, yeah, is the, that she's like oh my god what's that. happening i get you that know? well and, and the head you, football coach you, is sitting there doing what he's doing and then you right? add the aspect of the fact that she's supposed to return and she has a job to do and she does have a working relationship with him which just makes it that much more messy well, but Mark, it's hard. It's hard not to believe her and over him when he's lying about everything. Mark, didn't you say that part of the training that that Tucker brought in was that if somebody's going to consent, you need to yeah, get something in writing? No, not in writing. But it's it's about make sure you have implied direct consent. From what I understand, is that's what they teach and brought him. I mean, that's the whole crux of her, of Brenda Tracy's um, organization. She wanted to come in before Tucker, but. They wouldn't have her. Well, yeah, and she, and you know, talked. She to went to Michigan. That, she went to Michigan, right? In she, fact, Harbaugh mentioned her. Was asked about her yesterday. Said, you know, he liked her. Yeah, well, I think she was a honorary captain for a game, I believe. Yeah, and she, she was an honorary captain too. for a spring game, yeah. I think, at Michigan State. She was, and, then, yeah. and then he called her four times allegedly after the game and said he could sneak into the hotel room. And, yeah, this, these phone <laughs> these weird. phone bills should help uh, bring things in a little sharper focus. That's but, why this whole thing's messy. Anyway, sorry. But yeah. I told you I didn't want to add four hours. I mean, he tried to. He tried to. Uh, get, I think he, got, he tried to get Michigan State to to dismiss the case, and then he tried to settle. Settle, yeah. And then he went after her character and started lying about the reporters yeah. out there. So it's harder working on stories that she was overrated. Going back to ML's first statement about the preponderance of evidence, yeah, it seems like it's way more in her favor. But I don't think she is as I don't know. Hard to know. Why do you delete all your text messages? Hard to know. Uh, okay, because every time his name comes up, she's she's re-traumatized. I mean, I don't know. We we need Absolutely, all Mike. the evidence on the table, and even then, it can still be a tough call. But but don't don't go into the barn if you're not supposed to go into the barn because nothing good is going to happen. Okay. Uh, she uh, Tiffany back to Tiffany's email. Sorry, Mel Tucker and the one hundred or one million dollar salary. VP and athletic director Alan Haller are good buddies. Haller didn't know his married pal was a drunk philanderer. That's quite a statement. Haller didn't know his buddy was kicked out of his house and living in Las Vegas and cashing his MSU off and crashing in his MSU office on campus. Haller didn't know his good buddy was taking a private jet to and from Lansing to Las Vegas all year. He didn't know his good buddy was unmotivated and checked out from the program after inking the $95 million deal. He didn't know East Lansing was creeped out by Tucker's no filter and off passes at random women. The upper ruling in East Lansing assumed the man is an alcoholic. Oh, I mean, there's a lot of yeah, we, claims in here. And yeah, I, you know, rumors are rumors, as you addressed earlier, ML. Yeah, the, these are just things that people have been saying since this happened. Um, you know, if anybody has any evidence, please send it our way. But the problem is, again, there's been a vacuum created, and it's being filled with the kind of things that Tiffany is uh, is mentioning in her email, I, I will say, I think there are a lot of coaches who sleep in their office because if you're doing that job yeah, the way yeah, it's done yeah. these days, you don't spend a lot of time at home. But, sure. um, but uh, you know, and... Marital issues with coaches is not a new thing. Yeah, it's it's just, if you're going to dance, everybody better be... No, you asked earlier, were you surprised? No, it's not a new thing. It's I think there's, uh, and Mike, Mike can probably attest to this with, with some politicians at certain levels, but... At that level of coaching, um, sometimes with general managers too, but that level of coaching and, and fame, 
it's isolating in a way, and I and I think there's something to that to why it's so prevalent. Well, yeah, you feel man. like you're and depression and um, anxiety, and you know, I, and you're I, surrounded by younger coeds. Well, that too, but I wonder, I wonder, you know, I've wondered how much of that has gone on with Tucker, like just how thoroughly unhappy think, he unhappy he is. Well, he was saying some his, weird things core. at the end of the summer. Do we he now was, look at those no, comments oh, in a new uh, context? He one hundred percent, absolutely. He just does not seemed happy at all. And it's um, funny about those comments, though. Um, I went back and I reread a couple articles of when he left Colorado and how he and what from Colorado and what they thought about it. And there's a lot of similar. He gave a radio interview, I think, six hours before he got on the plane to come to East Lansing, and he was kind of complaining about pay for assistance and you know resources. And it's really weird that he was almost making not the same complaints but similar complaints before he bolted Boulder for East Lansing. I mean, it's, that's so. Did he know that the that this was going to happen? Did he know he was in a bad spot here? Uh, you know, I, who? I, it's just it's really really odd. We can't say, but he certainly can't complain about the pay and the resources at Michigan State no. because he's he's had everything a coach could possibly. Yeah, and that, want. Oh, and that well, football building is is not quite done, but it's uh, it's going to be really nice. But no, I just and, and if you want to defend the university, defend him on that because they gave him. Everything no, for he sure. Could ever and, want or need to uh, make a championship? Football. The other thing to me that's always sad to some degree. Look, if it's if it wasn't consensual, then forget what I'm saying. But if it was, a lot of times when somebody's doing all those sorts of stuff, it's not. It, there's a they're trying to fill something. It's like drinking. Yeah. It's oh like, yeah, it's no. Like, it's it's like drinking. It's the same. I suspect he's a very unhappy, a very sad man. He may have something he, that needs to be treated. There's a. Ex- I so, don't so, disagree. So with So we want to acknowledge we we want to acknowledge that. But the fact that you're hurting does not give you the opportunity to abuse and hurt others. You can't. That's what I'm saying. You so, yeah. yeah. It, 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 you cannot. It doesn't excuse it. Every now, serial killer in the world is screwed up. But you don't get to go kill nurses, okay? No, no, no. And if there was not that he's a serial killer. If it was consensual, if it was consensual, then uh, that—that's all I'm trying to say, right? Is that usually there? There's depression or something else underlying when people go and, well, his and, marriage and leave, wasn't going and leave well. these he lives. Just did, he just said in his response, he was estranged from his wife. Well, and I also I mean, think those this... positions lead to depression, or maybe the people that are driven to do that are uh, vulnerable to those sorts of. Mental struggles to begin with. I know you're. I, gonna, I know you're going to disagree with this. I don't know. It's the chicken one of the, the ways. Egg, one of the ways you can get over that is by going. Oh my gosh, I have a huge responsibility here. I'm getting paid ninety five million dollars. I'm going to go get some therapy or whatever to figure this out because I have a huge responsibility. No, I get it. I just. It I don't just, have time to be happens. depressed. I understand that, but it just seems like it's pretty prevalent. Right. But Tony Soprano got help, right? And he was busy. There you go. And and they also <laughs> they also said in some of their sure. they also said in some of in their defense that the reason they rescheduled this is because their mental conditioning coach was going to be. I mean, are you listening to the guy you're bringing in to talk to the kids? I mean, no, because he's not even listening to her. But see, this is this is this is where I come back to the problem is you're telling people what to do and you're not doing it yourself. And leaders cannot say do what I say, but don't do what I do. That is not leadership. You have got to set the example because we all know we all have children. And how often have you seen your kids do something that surprised you, but you know that it's something that you didn't tell them, but it's something that they probably saw from you or your wife or oh, like being on my phone, yeah. 
Oh, well, not, 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 the, not the bad things. I'm always telling you to get off the screens and here I am on my phone all the time. Oh, so there you go. So, But I also say, you know, I'm 47, so I say that a lot around my house. Yeah. Well, no, that's, well, you're the one. Oh, I can eat cookies for breakfast. I'm you're, 47. You're the Buddha. You're the, you're the man. You're the, I don't mean the man. I mean, you know. I'm in charge. Exactly. <laughs> not in charge of anything, no, Sean. I, I know you're not. I, I can't tell you. You're the wise counsel in the corner, and you occasionally. Not at home. You, you occasionally not at get any on the of my field. three jobs, I've never been in charge. You, you occasionally get on the field, right? Well, if you want to know more about this topic, keep watching the free press because we are going to keep doing stories about this. Watch Sean because I know whatever Hopefully he planned on more. writing this week is not going to happen. He's going to be on something else. I may be. I may weigh in on this this Sunday in my in my next on guard column. In the meantime, and I'll be very brief here. Oh, to that point, I, I didn't finish. Um, oh. Uh, her email, Tiffany's email, but she want, was... If it's more unfounded stuff. I think no, we no, probably no, give she, her enough time to throw some... No, I, I bring it up be, based on what you just said because oh. she was hoping that, you know, uh, I hope you, Sean, or ideally the Free Press Editorial Board write something demanding a Michigan State house cleaning once and for all, which you have done that already. Yeah, a, a year ago I wrote a column that said the green wall has to come down, and that's why I say this looks like the old MSU to me still, despite what the new president And you just said says. it again, Mike. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Last week I wrote about something that I think is worth talking about that I think our audience cares about. I'm going to leave you to read it on your own time, but District Detroit, where we were promised the second incarnation would be different if we provide another $800 million or so in tax incentives and public money is looking a lot like the first incarnation. They missed their very first groundbreaking and we found out J.C. Rindle, who's been on this show, great reporter for the Free Press, discovered that the reason why they couldn't break the ground is because they didn't own the ground. And so District Detroit, again, billionaires taking our money to do their business, telling us we'll get it right, getting it wrong. And then we say, what happened? And when are you going to do it again? They say, well, we got your money now. We'll tell you when we're ready to tell you. That's not what good partners do so. We'll have a link to that column on our website, which is mlsolvedetroit.com, as well as links to some of Sean's work. No, and, you don't need to do that. Okay, we won't do that. But um, <laughs> by the way, you were no, just complaining that your column on. Um, uh, no, uh, I wasn't complaining was about buried. that. I was just talking about the timing. It's the, I write one or two things a year that are okay. Oh, shut up. Before we go, wow, you're really Mike, selling those subscriptions. Geez. Before we go, Mike, J- Jason writer. has a question. Oh, I'm a what? A terrible writer. You said right. you're a good. No, oh, stop doing this. You're a very good writer. What, what did Jason say? Did I can't quite see it because of the light. Did Sean asking any of Mark's <laughs> question? He texted. What does he mean by that? Okay, so with Drew, we were watching the press conference. That awesome press conference that State put on, and I noticed your head. I saw your head and your oh, glasses. Like, and my Sean's at the press head. conference. I'm yeah. going to text him to ask. Um, I think it was something very specific in the USA Today article. About um, God, I can't even remember what it was exactly, but I had to do something with the masturbation or whatever. And Drew, why off- did you lower your voice when you said masturbation? Are you that ashamed to even say it? Well, you're the one who's having trouble seeing. I mean, 
We don't talk about <laughs> masturbation in this country, do we? That's snuck up. I mean, maybe, no, we, we don't. Okay. maybe it's um, true. Because it was not consensual, as you said. But um, that's why I said that, and Drew then said, well, if you ask that question, I'll blow everyone in this room. And I said, well, I don't want him to ask it now. There were just a few things I wanted to text you to ask that were highly inappropriate. You think you're, you, a man of high character, were never going to ask that. You think Drew's good at blowing? I mean, no, I don't want. Yeah, I didn't want that. That was a weird. Sorry, take us off. Yeah, okay, good. On that point, are you happy you <laughs> asked that question now? Yeah. Were you mad you didn't get to ask a question? No, I wasn't mad at all. Did you get scrambled up there? Had you been at home and they said Sean? No, I landed line? and uh, got home, uh, put my suitcase in the house, and then got in a car and went up to East Lansing. Can I ask you this? So, did you know beforehand that there were only going to be three questions, or wasn't until they said there's no a idea? Name? No, none of us knew. So, did, did you did. have questions ready that you wanted to fire? Absolutely. I wanted to know why they hadn't suspended them. Yeah, I cannot believe that wasn't asked. Uh, Graham kind of asked it. He asked about who knew what, when, or something. You know, right? yeah. And he was talking about or what different. Change, yeah. did, we took interim measures, I think he said, and what changed? Well, what changed was the story. Yeah, we found published. Out. Yeah. Everybody knows now. I, and I, and I, they I, didn't say that at the press conference, but the spokesperson, the, the spokesperson said that later. Yeah. But uh, you know when they were trying to back Derek. Anyway, I don't, somebody said something about Cyrus. Yeah, I was I was surprised <laughs> I didn't get called to go to that press conference, and it's a good thing I wasn't because everything I had either had a Spartan logo on it or uh, the Scooby-Doo gang with the Supernatural guys. So it would not have been a very professional appearance. Very, very handsome. By yours truly, but, uh, but no yeah. No matter what you're wearing. Somebody <laughs> needed to block the door so they couldn't get out of there. That was... That was uh, Scooby-Doo's a good look on you. Well, you know, I'm, I'm a big Velma guy. I used to have a big Adam's apple. But as long as chins, it's Linda Cardellini. The chins are yeah. all drooping down and covering it up now. So I... Uh, Cyrus, <laughs> do we have to say your name three times? This like oh, Beetlejuice, yeah, Cyrus, 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 take us out. Can you dig it? It rang first over the airways when the initial broadcast of this amazing podcast made history. Response was unprecedented. Critics acclaimed it as podcasting's finest production. Rebroadcast seven times, an all-time record. ML Soul of Detroit since then has been recorded, made into a best-selling novel, and now 